When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Multiple concussions now threaten Kenny Pickett's development as the Steelers franchise QB. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. What a pounding Kenny Pickett took on Sunday. Forget for a moment the Pickett being swung violently to the Acrisure turf should have resulted in a roughing penalty on Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith. I mean, Smith had Pickett by the face mask on that play to say nothing of whipping him down, resulting in the Steelers rookie landing in concussion protocol for the second time in eight weeks. Pickett sat on the turf for a long moment after that hit but he didn't display any mobility problems as he exited the field following the Steelers' first offensive drive. But what happened next was botched, too. The Steelers' sideline cleared Pickett, who holds the keys to the franchise's long-term future as its number 20 pick and heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger. Pickett went back into the game for a sum total of three more meaningless plays. Why? Only after that did somebody have the sense to shut down Pickett for the remainder of the 16-14 loss to the rival Ravens. And then for the second time in eight weeks, Pickett entered concussion protocol after being removed from a game. He missed the entire second half versus Tampa Bay on October 16th. After the game, Coach Mike Tomlin told the media that he didn't know, quote, the details regarding the sequence that had led to the rookie initially being cleared to go back into the game before being put on concussion protocol. That's according to an associated report that also says Tomlin did add that Pickett was pulled after he became symptomatic, supposedly after those three additional plays. As for the timing and Pickett's return to the game, Coach wasn't saying, quote, I don't know about the sequence or the details regarding the sequence, Tomlin said. That is just not good enough. The Pittsburgh sports press must demand more details from Tomlin and the Steelers. At stake is no less than the future of the franchise, and the questions are only just beginning to mount. Chief among them is what happens now. Now, Coach Tomlin is poised to clear up at least some of the cloudiness shrouding Pickett and his two concussions and counting at his weekly press conference. That conference was set to take place after the production deadline for this podcast episode. So we will wait and hopefully hear much more from Tomlin. But there's another question for Tomlin 
the immediate one being whether Pickett will start Sunday's game in Charlotte against the Carolina Panthers. As of right now, that remains a possibility, especially after Pickett was cleared following his last concussion and he played the very next week. That kind of one-week return from concussion protocol is becoming a real rarity in the NFL, especially following all the blowback from the botched handling of Dolphin QB Tua Tagliova's back-to-back concussions with a, within a four-day span earlier this season. That was ugly, and the NFL and the Players Association came up with a rare agreement in the middle of the season to try to avoid something like it again. So you got to ask Tomlin, would the Steelers really risk their future franchise QB, especially since this team is all but mathematically eliminated from the playoffs with a depressing 5-8 record? Sure, Tomlin's career streak of non-losing seasons is still at stake. One more loss, and Tomlin, too, will be branded a loser for the first time, along with his underperforming team. But that can't be any reason to rush Pickett back into the lineup after his second concussion this season. I mean, can it? Now, the much more interesting question, and one that is fraught with both good and bad ramifications, is how to handle Pickett for the remainder of this seemingly lost season. In wake of that Ravens defeat and Pickett's ugly injury, the sports talk airwaves over the 412 area code was flooded with Monday morning quarterbacks and their talk show host provocateurs advocating for the Steelers to shut down Pickett for the remainder of the season. Now, that's a whole different ball of wax. I mean, should the Steelers go that far to safeguard their young franchise QB? I mean, the downside of all this concussion caution would be sacrificing Pickett's continued progress as the Steelers' starter now and long into the future as their franchise QB. I mean, let's face it. Kenny Pickett's journey from Pitt quarterback the Steelers' number 20 draft pick, to being inserted into the Jets game at halftime of Week 4 has been the dominant storyline in Pittsburgh for this season. Each start, every snap, is a learning opportunity for Kenny Pickett. And Year 2 is when NFL players typically make marked progress, especially if they are cut from real NFL cloth. Shutting Pickett down would cost him a full quarter of his rookie year. That's a lot of learning and a lot of NFL experience that would go by the boards due to an abundance of concussion caution. This is why Tomlin and the Steelers must speak with detailed specificity about all the risks posed to Pickett following his second concussion and whether those long-term health concerns outweigh the invaluable experience of remaining behind center, if not this Sunday, at least for the remaining three games that follow. Make no mistake, we have reached a pivotal juncture of this otherwise unremarkable season. 
The only question is whether Kenny Pickett's journey to become the Steelers franchise QB will continue in 2022. Or will these twin concussions sustained in his rookie year be enough to pull the plug on Pickett and wait nine long months to see him in real NFL action once again? It is a huge decision with lasting ramifications. And those ramifications will reverberate long into the future for both Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Mike Tomlin will make the ultimate call. But when he does, he must be pressed for all the details supporting whichever choice he makes. Of course, we have much more on Kenny Pickett's concussion woes and which Steelers backup could see all the action as his possible absence in Carolina. And, of course, everything else that went wrong against those rival Ravens, especially that disappointing run defense that once again got road graded in the ground game. It's all in this postmortem edition of your Steelers Update podcast. And be sure to check out my print column, First Thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes bringing Kenny Pickett hard knocks and the Steelers' heartbreaking loss to life. Right now, let's get right to it. The shame of it is for the Steelers, Kenny Pickett has been playing his heart out. He is trying his best to develop into the franchise QB Pittsburgh expects him to be. But that's two concussions and counting now. And all of Steelers Nation has to be worried that their rookie and his seemingly bright future is at risk of being knocked for a big loss. Here's Ron Cook writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on the perils for twice-concussed Kenny Pickett and his Steelers' future. He writes this, quote, Hey, I wanted to see more of Kenny Pickett on Sunday. His development as a rookie starter has been the only compelling reason to watch the Steelers since their 2-6 and six start in this lost season. Unfortunately, a scrambling picket took a hard hit from Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith on the team's first position and went into concussion protocol after the second series. It was his second trip to concussion protocol in eight weeks, and it left Mitch Trubisky, who threw three interceptions in Ravens territory in the 16-14 loss. He was bad enough that many in the Steelers fan base are now calling for Mason Rudolph to play Sunday in Carolina if Pickett can't go, and he probably shouldn't go. It's all about the QB in the NFL. Hey, I know football is a brutal game. I know players routinely get hurt, but I'm never going to complain again about the NFL going out of its way to protect quarterbacks, unquote. Hey, that's the right call from Ron Cook. Protect the QB in the NFL. But officials did not make the right call on that Kenny Pickett hit. They didn't protect him. And now the Steelers are considering Mason Rudolph to start against the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte on Sunday. So what do you say, Steelers Nation? You want to see Rudolph return just in time for Christmas? Run, run, Rudolph? It's a possibility. And here's Brian Batco, also with the Post-Gazette, sizing up the Steelers' QB situation 
with Pickett now in concussion limbo and Trubisky possibly in interception jail. He writes this, quote, with rookie starter Kenny Pickett in concussion protocol for the second time in two months, Rudolph could be the number two this weekend. Or he might even be the number one if Coach Mike Tomlin decides to pull the plug on Mitch Trubisky after his three interceptions in Sunday's 16-14 loss to Baltimore. Quote, we'll see. I'll know when you all know, Rudolph told reporters Monday, indicating that he's not sure of Pickett's status or Mike Tomlin's plan. The reason why it might be unrealistic for Tomlin to bench Trubisky for Rudolph is more of a practical one than a gut feeling. Rudolph acknowledged on Monday that as the third QB, he rarely throws live-action passes throughout the week and tries to focus on being perfect in individual drills. That's essentially practicing against air, throwing to wide receivers with no defender in coverage and no pass rusher in your face. Rudolph even has to be creative with when he gets a chance to work, usually during special teams periods, trying to, quote, find a throw here and there, unquote. Otherwise, he's tasked with taking mental reps, be it for the scout team or the starting offense. Rudolph noted that any rust calcifying from being inactive in every game this season and being moved to the proverbial boiler room during practice could be shaken off quickly. And it would be quite the story if he's given that opportunity Sunday in Charlotte, 30 minutes from his hometown of Rock Hills, South Carolina. Quote, that'll be something we talk about today and tomorrow, Rudolph said of his starting status. Quote, I'm waiting to hear about my involvement or the level of my involvement this week. But I'm ready to rock if needed to, unquote. How about it, Steelers Nation? Do you want to see Rudolph rocking as QB1 down in Charlotte? Hey, we're going to see and we're going to find out soon. Because that Steelers QB carousel just may be spinning for a while. But what is sputtering is the Steelers' run defense or that, the lack thereof. Some Steelers apologists say, if a defense limits a team to a total of 16 points, as they did against Baltimore, you should win that game. But this was the backup of a backup QB, and the vaunted Steelers D knew this, the Ravens were going to run and that they would have to stop the run in order to give the Steelers a chance to steal that win at Acroshore Stadium. But here's the thing. That $108 million defense could not do it yet again. And here is Mike DeFabio with The Athletic with another familiar story of another Steelers defensive collapse in the pivotal fourth quarter of that hard-to-take Ravens loss. He begins with a quote from the undisputed Steelers defensive star. And it says it all. And it damns this defense to failure. And that quote is this. Everybody in the stadium knew what they were going to do. That was run the ball. And that was T.J. Watt, your star linebacker, admitting as much. 
but the Ravens did it anyway. They ran all over the Steelers, especially in that fourth quarter. They meticulously marched the ball downfield on a 13-play back-breaking drive that ate up 57 yards and 7 minutes and 55 seconds of the game clock. Predictably, nine of those plays were runs accounting for 44 of those yards. Only three times did the Ravens pass on that drive, including a chain-moving third and four to tight end Mark Andrews with Minka Fitzpatrick in coverage. By the time Justin Tucker split the uprights for a 30-yard field goal, the Ravens had extended their lead to two possessions. Quote, everybody's in a three-point stance, basically. Inside linebacker Miles Jack said, quote, it's gut check time, and we just didn't answer, unquote. The time-consuming drive appeared to all but end the game. But then Mitch Trubisky led a 49-second touchdown drive to pull the Steelers within two points. The Pittsburgh defense was back on the field for one more shot to gain a measure of redemption in that running game. Instead, the run defense betrayed the Steelers one last time. Three plays later, all of them runs, the Ravens were in victory formation to run out the clock on their 16-14 win. For the now out-of-contention Steelers, the inability to stop the run might be the most problematic thing in the long term. After all, Mitch Trubisky and his three INTs might not even be on the roster next season. Blocked field goals will ra rarely be an issue for the returning Chris Boswell, who suffered that 40-yard block that cost the Steelers those big three points. But the run defense? Well, that's been a talking point and a bane of the Steelers' existence for years now and it won't easily be corrected in one offseason. Signs of a running game letdown relapse emerged in the second half against the Falcons, and then the problem really reared its head in earnest Sunday as the Steelers were gashed for a season-high 215 rushing yards. Third-year Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins led the way with 15 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown. His 44-yard gain helped bolster his robust 8-yard per carry average. Inside the Steelers' locker room, the loss hit harder as players came to grips with the magnitude of the missed opportunity. The Steelers entered Sunday riding the momentum of a two-game win streak with Lamar Jackson sidelined this week and the 5-8 and eight Carolina Panthers on tap next week. It was a clear path that had emerged for the Steelers to fight all the way back to 500 on the season. Considering how weak the schedule is down the stretch, a backdoor playoff invite via the third AFC wildcard spot didn't seem like that crazy of a concept. But now, after the run defense collapsed, the turnovers, the blocked field goal, all undid a winnable game, the Steelers sit at 5-8. and eight. They need a 4-0 home stretch down the stretch to avoid Tomlin's first non-losing season. At this point, given all the opportunity lost in the standings on Sunday, that might be the only thing left to play for, unquote. Hey, it's a damning indictment of the defense from Mike DeFabio. It's a damning indictment of the season and all that's been squandered by the Steelers. It's a damning indictment that there's really 
not all that much to play for in these remaining four games. And it's going to lead to some very interesting choices regarding Kenny Pickett and his status for those remaining games. That's going to reverberate for the future, whatever decision they make. Certainly reverberating is going to be this pitiful run defense in Pittsburgh. Uh, The defense has to wear this loss, and they will wear this disappointing Steelers season. And unfortunately, this season could even get worse. I mean, that's the reality for these Steelers. It's, it's, It's just all collapsed. And the concussions to pick it make the most interesting part of this season in doubt, too. I mean, his progress, his journey to be that franchise QB, that back-to-back handing off from Ben Roethlisberger to Kenny Pickett to continuing the quarterback excellence in Pittsburgh. Finally, and it all brings us to this, the Ravens' loss points up how your Steelers have fallen in the AFC North a division it once ruled. Now, your Steelers look up at those black-feathered birds and the Bengal stripes in Cincy. Behind the stilledcurtain.com notes this changing of the guard with the Steelers on the wrong side of the have and have-nots in the AFC North. They write this, quote, What a horrible loss by the Steelers. It's rare you have a con- Complete collapse in all three phases of the game. But that's exactly what happened at Acrisure Stadium on Sunday. Offensive turnovers at the worst possible moments resulted in points being left on the field. The defense surrendering over 200 yards rushing to the Ravens and the special teams being highlighted by a blocked field goal and a 17-yard punt. A 17-yard punt! It was that kind of day and it couldn't have come at a worse time. Like the Browns, the Steelers cling to a playoff hopes, which are dangling by a thread, and don't hold your breath. The win broke a four-game losing streak the Ravens had versus the Steelers, and they look to be a team who is destined for the postseason once again. Unquote. The Ravens and the Bengals are the haves. And your Steelers are the have-nots. And there you have it, Steelers Nation. Pittsburgh pride is on life support. So is the Steelers season. And twice concussed Kenny Pickett is in the protocol. And it's a precarious situation for how to handle him for the rest of the season. And we're going to watch it all, for better or worse. We're going to cover it all here in your Steelers Update Podcast. And, of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news. We'll see you next time. In the meantime, let's, let's go Steelers beat those Panthers.